Welcome to the CoLab, the only podcast for business owners who are committed to growth through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Get ready to put your heads together to boost your business to the next level with your hosts, the ultimate team players, Megan Marsh and Andre Munar. Hello and welcome to our Team Building Addicts episode. Welcome. So to start our episode off before and help you get to know Dre a little bit better, uh, I have I picked out my super special question of the day. Love it. And Andre's going to be answering. So Andre, can you share with everyone what is your most unusual talent. Wow. Oh my, that is really a super special question there you got, Megan. Um, They don't know you, haven't seen your social media profiles. So my most unusual talent would be a little bit. That's a really unusual question. It is, and I can think, though. Most unusual talent. What'd you start doing this year? Unusual talent, though? Oh, my gosh, it is. And you're very talented at it. (laughs) That one. I was thinking of another one. I was thinking of bartending. But I was like, that's not... Yeah, so uh, I guess that is a... Coming into the, you know, the new era, it's coming a hip thing, but um, I start pole dancing. It's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it, it is. It's, I've, I've come to light to have a new appreciation for their exotic dancers. They're not strippers. <laughs> okay, see? We yeah. learned something new. Yeah. That's why we like our super special questions. <laughs> yeah, so that would be my, uh, my little unusual talent, just throwing myself around that pole and Whipping myself around there. And it's hard, though, but you've become really strong with your core. That, yeah, that's, that's a good one. That is a yeah. talent. Not many people um, you know, talk about that. It's really an exercise, and some people look down upon it, but it's an incredible exercise, and those women who do it are incredibly strong, so so much power My to My husband them. wishes I would do it, so <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of people listening. You should that come to our do. next class. I totally would. I would probably pull a muscle, though, after four C-sections, and my belly has not recovered yet. But, you know, uh, we love these questions because you guys get to know us, and uh, Andre and I are so different, but it's by getting to know each other. It's just been a fun journey, and getting to know the people around you is just as important. Absolutely. And that brings us to today's amazing episode, and which we're going to talk about. And I know that Everybody here has worked in an environment that hasn't been so great. And I mean everybody, due to many circumstances, whether it's the culture, whether it's the people that you're around. And so that brings us to the topic of how do you build an all-star team within your company? How do you manage it? How do you build it? And that brings us to today's amazing episode that Megan and I are basically team-building addicts, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Once you, once you understand how to build a team and how it impacts you and how you can impact others, it becomes kind of an addiction, really. It does. And, you know, for 
I didn't really think about it. So I guess I wanted to give everyone an example to understand like where we're going with this because, and, and Andre said, if you want to take a second, like think back to when you, whatever job it was, if it was high school, college, your first job, like think about an atmosphere that you worked in and it was not fun. When you got out of bed, you got like sick to your stomach to go into work. You know, it could have been someone who worked next to you or maybe it's because you didn't have any direction from the person who hired you. As leaders, because I think most of you listening here are leaders or you're trying to build a team, you don't want the people who are going to come and start working for you to feel the same way. And when I shared in a previous episode that I hired three people in a matter of, it was like 60 to 90 days. I had gotten pregnant and I knew I needed the support and I didn't put the thought into it and it started to go down a path that I had to correct really quickly. And so we're going to share, you know, the steps and, and how we helped figure out how to lead our teams and have a direction with everyone. And it's because, so I hired these, these three uh, employees who were all amazing with their own great qualities. But without me having direction, I had gone on vacation after three weeks of them being there together. And my husband and I went to, I remember still, I remember where I was. We went to Vegas and we had rented a Mustang convertible. And I got an email on my phone from the third employee of the, of the three of them, the last one who had started most recently. And that employee wrote me this email and said that while I was gone during that week, that the most experienced employee of the three of them, the, the first person that had come in, you know, was not giving the, the person writing that email to me, they, they weren't giving, I'm gonna just for this say him, um, that the employee was not giving him a chance. He wasn't letting him try to work on things. He wasn't explaining things. He was just doing it, doing it. And they just literally sat there not knowing what to do, what to ask, and that they wouldn't be able to stay in this type of environment if it continued. So I had to think, okay, that's not good. And I don't want to go back and get them pitted against each other. They've only been together for a few weeks. So, you know, what do you, what do, you do, Andre? I mean, you are really good at this. This is not my strength. Like I, I've been on teams my whole life in sports, right? And uh, I've I'm great at coming up with activities, but relationships, because that's what it comes down to, is something that you have always been strong at. And I lean on you more than, in this area, more than anything. I mean, we just fire them. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Don't do that. No. You know, just like, um, just like with anything in life, you've got to train people and um, mold them and so on and so forth. But I think this is an area that, that Megan, you and I are both strong at. Maybe I'm, I might be a little bit stronger, but of course you're stronger at other areas. You know, mm -hmm. We teach our team to empower each other. I think that that is so important. And for them to understand that everybody plays a successful role in what we do. It doesn't matter if you're the admin at the beginning. It doesn't matter if you're the top producing salesperson in the company. Everybody plays a major role. And having everybody understand that is super important to me. Um, that's where, you know, what we're going to be doing today is we have a blueprint. It's our busy bee blueprint that we, it's <laughs> right. You know, think about bees. Bees have, you know, a bee colony 
each bee knows what it's doing. It has a role. It, it, it knows what its job is. It respects the other bees. And they're all working towards having this, this hive that works and, and produces honey and pollen and the, you know, all that stuff. But, you know, you're hiring people. How do we make sure that when they come in onto our teams that they know what they're supposed to do and, and to empower them? And, and this busy bee blueprint that we're going to walk through and then have in our free Facebook group that we're going to give to everyone, it's just been like this foundational tool to continue to tweak and build on. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, um, I think that for you, it it's, uh, it's really good because you come from a sports mentality, right? Mm -hmm. So it's the same way. Um, and it doesn't matter what business you're in, this this blueprint that we, this busy bee blueprint that we have will work for you because you have to break out everything regardless. So it doesn't matter if you're in real estate, if you're insurance, or if you're in title, or whatever it may be. A busy blue, a busy bee, that is really hard to say. A busy bee blueprint um, is going to come in very handy. And so, Megan, why don't you tell us some things that you believe are key to managing an all star team, to building a team? So, you know, one of the things I enjoy doing the most is I love doing team building. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy, I want people to feel like they are part of the big picture, that, that they are part of what we're doing, that it's not, I'm coming on board to do whatever Megan says. Like that's, mm -hmm. that to me is not what having a team is about. And I've said this to my team before that, if I wanted simple and easy, I would have just had myself and maybe one person and I would just put my head down work. Um, but I like being surrounded by people. I like making a difference. I like having an impact. And so... so why don't you give us some examples? I, you're, you're phenomenal at that. You know, I know that you and your team are always doing lots of mm -hmm. team building events and, you know, empowerment things. So why don't you tell us some team building events that you have done? What are some things that you've done with your team to show them, you know, that you want to empower them? Uh, so we have, uh, what we've done as a team is we, I like to do the why. Uh, so before as a group, we decide like what our vision and our mission is. I like to, to have everybody go through the whole, uh, and if, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's, I, I followed the example from Simon Sinek's book, uh, find great one. Is it find your why? Yes. Find, am I saying that right? Yep. Find your why. I had everybody do that so that they knew, you know, I, we, I understand that people might not be with us forever, but while they are with us, if I can help them work towards what, what their purpose is mm -hmm. so they can come in every day and be energized and excited about what they're working towards. So we did the whys. Um, Megan, you just hit on an important topic real quick. So for us, it's also getting people to understand that they don't, when they come to work for us, and it, I think it should be for any company. You don't just want to empower them to work for you, but you want to empower them to be better in life as well. So when they leave your company, because like Megan said, we understand that these people will probably not be with us forever just because people change careers. We want them to take a little piece and say, wow, I left Keystone Alliance Mortgage a better person in general. So mm -hmm. that, that's a great... And you know what? If you when, To those of you listening, I will say that we have a lot of people that have left on great terms. We have a number of people who have contacted us about coming back, but it's not always going to 
be good departures, right? Yeah. So, and, and that's a whole nother episode, but I really try, what's important to me is that everyone has empathy for one another and understands each other's goals. So we do this as a group. Uh, the other exercise that I'd mentioned, one of the first ones we did, and we've done it twice now, is it's called the artifact uh, exercise. And um, everyone, I ask everyone to bring in something, a physical piece of something that represents something that's very important to them in their life and has made them who they are. It, it kind of like a bragging session about like- Like a show and tell. It is absolutely yeah. like a show and tell, awesome. but it is amazing because, you know, all of a sudden this person you sit next to who might annoy the crap out of you because they, you know, have some characteristic that you just don't get, right? You don't understand why they're like asking you five times a day about something you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. The artifact exercise helps you start understanding that person outside of their, and then, you know, somebody who works here you start understanding what makes them tick, why they are who they are and what's important to them. And, and I find it really helps people connect. That, that's been a huge thing for me uh, in our teams, in our locations. Andre and I don't work in the same location. I don't know if we've ever shared that. Uh, we're in different cities, uh, but we get together in our teams. We try to do exercises actually with our team across the state as well. Yep. Um, so those are two exercises that that we've done um, that have been very, very helpful. And then the last one I'll say is we call it the whiteboard. Uh, we'll post these in the, the Facebook group, some pictures. We have pictures of all the stuff we do. Um, and the whiteboard is we started that when at a meeting I would pick one person and I would have them go and put their back against the whiteboard. And I would say why I picked them for that meeting. And I would write word, words that described them uh, over like in the back, they couldn't see what I was writing. The whole team, everyone would get up and write a word that described that person. And then when we would take a picture and then when they were done, they'd get to turn around and look at the board and see what everyone thought of their best qualities. That's awesome. That's totally um, an example of empowerment, you know, empowering your team to empower each other because it's so important for them to Especially when you're building a team, you want them to work together. You want them to collaborate together. Not that you just want, but you need them to collaborate together to, as we said at the beginning, work towards that one common goal that we have, which is, um, you know, making that customer experience a, a good one. And it helped with, you know, that example I gave you in the beginning as I'm, you're going to start going into our Busy Bee Blueprint now. You know, we, I did these exercises when I got back from that Vegas trip. Uh, we did our, the goal planning. We did uh, the artifact. And it then started to become a lot easier for the first employee to train and not feel as, you know, if it's intimidation or, you know, it just really helped them work together. That's a big one. Just making sure that they're working together. And you brought up another word, and that's training. Um, I think that when you're building and managing a team, there is a big difference between training and coaching. And we just learned mm, this the other week. We did. And so if you are a leader out there, an entrepreneur, or somebody who is starting a business, I hope that you understand that there's a difference between training and coaching. So training is that, okay, you come in your first few days, and you're just sitting there, you're watching, you're, you're training. Literally, you're just learning this new stuff, this new system, this new company, what you're supposed to be doing. 
And then there's a difference when it comes to coaching. Coaching is in real time, right? So if you catch somebody doing something that's not done the right way, that's a coachable moment. That is a big difference. And I think that's so important in today's society to coach your employees as soon as they make that mistake, as soon as you see something happen. Because if you wait way too long after the moment has passed, or if you wait 90 days to give them their review, I mean, that moment has passed to, for, to coach them. Sure, I'm sure they'll remember that moment, but coaching in the moment, I think, is crucial these days, um, especially as you want to get bigger, better, faster, quicker. You need to be able to coach in that moment. I know we're all busy and it's really hard, and I'm guilty of this. Uh, you know, I have the best of intentions. I would love to meet with all of my, you know, every one of my teammates, if it's even once a month, which I, I can't do as of yet. Hopefully we're going to get there. But um, ask someone coming on, like, ask them, how do you learn best? How, how mm -hmm. often would you like feedback? Mm -hmm. What's going to make you feel comfortable? Questions, I find, are the key to trying to improve what you're doing. And there's nothing that stresses me out more than when I have a team that is at odds or not getting along. Like, I just literally can't take it. It derails me. And that's where I was saying when I started pulling you in because I just need help. I feel like I'm drowning. Yeah, that's definitely not a good feeling. And I know that we both had that feeling, which is why we rely on each other a lot of the times. And for me, it's one of the best reasons to have uh, a business partner is because when I feel that type of way for somebody to lean on and somebody to understand that mm -hmm. feeling has been huge. Uh, one of the other things to, you know, keys to building a team and uh, especially an all-star team is making sure that they understand the long-term vision. What does their long-term vision look like? Uh, we'll give you an example here. The other day we had a great conversation with two team members who we just promoted to branch managers. And one of them said to us, what, okay, so what, what after this, then what? And that to me was, um, was really powerful because I knew that you and I had been doing our jobs. When somebody said that to us, I felt like they understood that we were growing something. Um, so, under, so having your team members understand that there's a long-term vision. You know, how, do you, how do they get there? What's in it for them? It, because it's not just about you. you know? These are people too who also have goals and visions and you know, families and they want to figure out, okay, well, what's, what's in it for me and how do I get there and what do I have to do and what's the next step? And so making sure that you outline that long-term vision for them is, is very important. In that our vision as leaders, that it's big enough for people to step into. Absolutely. It can't, like you were saying, it can't just be about you and what you want. It has to be big enough for people to step into and feel fulfilled and satisfied and that they have a voice and, and part of what we're trying to do. Mm, I love that. Letting your team have a voice has also been important to us. And I think that our teams have really um, have enjoyed being able to have a voice. And because we have such an open door policy, having an open mind as, a, as an entrepreneur, as a leader is very key because as soon as you start to shut people off, they, they, that's it. They're done. They don't want to come to you if they have a problem. Mm -hmm. They don't want to come to you if they have a solution. They don't want to come to you if they see um, you know, something in the process that's failing because now you've shut them out. So always having an open mind, especially in letting your team members have a voice is absolutely key and expressing that to them, letting them know that, hey, if there's something that you see that's, you know, 
a break in the system or something that's not going well or something that's not going right, that's absolutely key to let them know, please come talk to me. Because for me, for us, our team is the one who is doing the activities. I'm not in that activity. So they're the ones who are going to know best, hey, there's a broken system here. How can we fix this? So letting them know that, please, you have a voice is absolutely essential. That we feel that that we, I think because we have made mistakes. I don't want anyone listening to think like we have like office utopia with show and tell. And we do. We have fun. But we also have had, like I was sharing, there's that one email. We've had some nightmare situations oh, go yeah. on. We have lost people. We have, I have made decisions or not confronted issues quickly enough. Like, mm -hmm. I'm human. And that's a hard thing that, you know, so if you're listening, you're going to make mistakes. You are not going to have a perfect team at first. You're not going to say the right thing. You, people are going to have expectations of you as a leader. And you're going to do the wrong thing. And people, and you are going to have to grow that thick skin mm -hmm. because when things go wrong, they look to you as the leader that needs, that you, they want to see you sometimes be this perfect person that we know that we're not. And that's been a very hard thing for me. And, you know, I'm an open book and, you know, we'll share things with anyone who has, you know, questions about that. But I wanted to make sure that everyone listening knows that we have had our very fair share of, you know, emotional, upsetting moments because we messed up as leaders. We messed up with how we handled it and we're learning and we're getting better. And that's where we're hoping that if we share this, if we're serving you listening and telling you some of the things that are working, you can miss and skip some of the bad stuff, hopefully some of the worst stuff that we went through and only have maybe some small scuffles yep. that you deal with. Yeah, just have a little less uh, war scars than we did. Mm -hmm. I could I could talk about this topic forever. I know. And in season two, season two is going to be all about building a team and team building exercises and drama in the workplace. Juicy. And bad bosses. And it's going to be all that really good stuff like this. So this, you know, we're going to now get to our busy bee blueprint for you, which is just kind of that first step to get your foot, your team started on the right foot now that you've hired someone or you're growing the team bigger than just you and maybe an assistant. Yeah, so I'm just going to add in one more thing just because, again, I could talk about we this. can't stop. I know. Let's go wrap it up here, Dre. So you talked about having that thick skin, right? And I think that that's so important for you as a leader to have that discipline, right? But there's a specific way that you can have that discipline. Um, so the way that I approach my team and the way that I tell my team to approach each other and to approach clients and to approach real estate agents is always with love, right? So it's, hey, I see that this isn't happening. What can we do here, right? There, that's much different than, hey, this isn't happening. Why aren't we doing this, right? So it's such a different way to approach things and how you approach somebody. You can discipline people without having to come across as, I'm the leader, I'm the boss, you listen to me. Right. Right. Or like even like because I think you're the people on your team are going to need to work together mm -hmm. and how they ask each other things, how they ask each other things. And you were talking about those coachable moments. That's an area that I've seen a lot of people that have worked in our groups, for example, they'll go to somebody else to see what they worked on for the day because nobody really understands all the work that each person does. Mm -hmm. And if you go to someone just saying, you know, what did you do today, right? 
That sounds very <laughs> different. Yeah. And you don't mean to. You don't think about it. That sounds very different than, you know, hey, can you share with me what you've been working on today? That's perfect. That's a great example. Right? So exactly. maybe we'll have an episode on all those, the communication Questions. techniques in, uh, in season two when we go over this. But, but yeah, I love that. So we talk about all of this because we bring you to the end of the busy blueprint and what exactly is that. So as you start building a team and you know, start, you start bringing on one employee or two employees, the best way that I can explain it to you, and again, we're going to have this in our free Facebook group, which you can see. We're going to give you our, our busy blueprint, which you can mm -hmm. see. We'll do a Facebook Live, too, to show you like how we did it and what it looks like. So you're going to want to write down everything that you do in your business and everything that you want to be doing. So, for example... Hear that? Hold on. I just want to make sure they get this. So everything that you're doing... So can you give me examples of what everyone listening needs to be writing down. Yeah, so definitely get a pen. Just a couple examples. Get a pen and paper out because when you run a business, I don't think you understand fully what you do. You check your email. You do payroll. You send out quotes. You talk to clients. You meet with clients. You network. You do the marketing. You do the social media. You do videos. You do podcasting. Um, you do everything. Everything. Every single everything single solitary task who's doing you your do. admin stuff who's you know doing your billing who's doing your accounting who's doing your payroll um all your list that you make should be no less than a hundred items long probably longer but it if, when you start doing this start listing every single thing out that if you had to be removed for a three-month period which is what happened to me when i hired my team as i was leaving in five months down the road how could i relay to them what I do every day. Yep. And that's that's exactly it. You want to think about it that way. If I were to be removed for three months because of whatever it may be, because I had an emergency or because my business is booming and now I want to take off with my family for three months, whatever it may be, um, you still want your business to operate as usual. So you're going to make a list of those hundred things and you're going to write them all down. And I'm talking everything. Everything. And then you're going to start moving it to one side. What can you delegate to somebody? And it's also important, what do you not like doing? Because then you're going to find people that like doing those things. For instance, if you don't like making outside sales calls, well, guess what? You're going to move that to another column and you're going to find somebody who likes doing that. Now, I, so I wanted to go in and I don't know if it's how my brain works. What I like to do when I do the list um, so like Andre was sharing how he moves them to the, the different columns. I do this like color code thing, right? Mm, so I, I have them in like this huge long line at first. And then I take colors and I know there's a lot of people like highlighters and stuff. So I then take a highlighter in blue, my favorite color. I'll go highlight my favorite things to do, which means I'm okay with them being in my column. And then I'll take red. And those are things that you, you I, no, mm -mm. <laughs> I don't even have words to say that I won't do those items. And then I'll, ha you know, and, and that's how I will first do mine is by color to figure out where they're going. That, and that's perfect. And that's why I think that you are going to get a, a lot out of Megan and I because we both do things differently. So you're going to get different ways to do stuff. And whatever way works for you is perfect as long as you're doing it. So that's what we call our busy, our busy B 
blue print. You know, blue, it's my favorite color. Is it, how's that song go? Something like that? Oh, By the Blue Man Group or something? So let me ask you this in case so everyone's listening. You made this big list, right? Yes. I just need to finish this thought here. Mm-hmm. So you make this big list, and let's say in my case, so I have all these colors now. Yes. And you said something about columns. What does that mean? So by the columns, I mean those are going to be the, the people on your team. So okay. the very first column is myself, right? So I've got the list of 100 things. So your column would be blue in my case. Because blue is your favorite color. Yes. <laughs> and then the second column may be the first person you hire, an admin, right? So you're going to start moving things that that person's going to do. Into their column. Into their column. Okay. Yep. And then you mentioned when you were talking about the items that they put on their list, you said put down things that you that they wish they should be doing or should be doing? What was that last part? Well, it's two things. It's A, things that you want them to be doing, mm-hmm. and B, that you're, not doing. that you're not doing, and B, things that you don't want to do. Gotcha. So, okay. so if somebody right now doesn't have, let's call it, a, they don't have a business Facebook page and they're not posting consistently and they that's their number one thing they want to start making sure they do, yep. they would put on their their items, they would put, you know, create social media posts exactly. as one item. Yeah. Schedule social media posts as a second item. Yep. Okay. So, and if it was something they didn't want to do, they'd give it to the the person on the team that they are designating that to. That is correct. Until absolutely every single task is delegated to either you or that that person that you're bringing on board. And what what about if for people listening, if they make their list and they're, they, let's say they've just hired their first person and this per, you know, for the listener who is doing it, they're working 80 hours a week. So they hire someone and they split the tasks out and it's like a full-time job for both of them. And they, let's say they have a list of 10 things that they haven't implemented yet. What do they do with those things? Do they put them in the columns and then work towards it? Or is, does that mean it's time to keep looking for another person? That is a two-way question. So, and I think that we probably both have different answers on it. So I'll answer first. So mine, my answer would be, A, you could go one of two ways, which is hire another person. Because what people don't understand, and when somebody hires that first person, they're going to see their business is going to explode. So they're going to realize that there's more revenue coming in just like when you did, right? You were you were asked to hire three people within a span of sixty to ninety days, and your yeah, business exploded. I, yeah, I got. I, we started a coaching program, and I'm a very coachable person from my years of athletics. I, I was literally about ready to vomit every time you told me to hire someone. Yeah. So I, I think that not. I think you absolutely could hire somebody else to do those other tasks because now you're focused on the sales, you're focused on being the front, you're focused on leading and managing and stuff like that. Or B, if they're not that important yet, um, you know, if you want to start, for example, if you want to start doing video, but you're not doing it yet, that could be moved to, you know, somewhere at, at the bottom of the list. So you could really do it one of two ways, but the most important things that you want done, you have to make sure that those are getting done. 
Yeah. And what I ended up doing for like, it was marketing. We didn't have at the time, we did not have a full-time marketing person and I didn't feel I could hire one. Uh, I ended up hiring a virtual assistant. So I had a budget and know that person, uh, we still have that, that person's the virtual assistant actually still works with us today. Uh, and he got us started on social media posting, helping put videos together, just things that it, it helped get us on the map. Yes. So that was really cool. And he's, he was on my, you know, Busy Bee blueprint that we had and still is on there until, you know, you and I got together and we could hire a full-time marketing director in the office. So, you know, make sure you're doing this blueprint. Uh, just start, try it out. It, it applies to literally any job, any company, any, it, you, anybody listening can do this. Uh, you can you could do it in your family at home. Mm -hmm. It's a way oh, yeah. to to organize the tasks. Um, and the the one thing I just want to say though that sometimes people will look at their tasks if they're a certain type of person and they're like, "This is my task. It's in my column. I'm going to stay in my lane." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yes, that means that's what you have to focus on. But you sometimes go out of your lane to help other people on your team. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, I could talk about this topic. I know. Sorry. Because, I mean, that's perfect. You know, some of our team members have seen past that column and they've made themselves better. And that's why they've you know, been promoted to where they're at because they've helped other people. So now they know other positions. They weren't that stay in your lane. Yes, that is one of the reasons that we do the Busy Bee Blueprint is so you can stay in your lane and you know what everybody's tasks are. But stepping out of your comfort zone is also super important if you want to get to the next level of your career or if you want to do something else or if you want to move up in positions, whatever it may be, it's important. And plus, if somebody steps out or if somebody's sick for a month or a few mm -hmm. weeks, somebody has to be able to step in. So it's good that, you know, right. to know somebody else's job role. Exactly. So, and I, and the weirdest thing about this is it's like the simplest thing when we started doing this that's from coaching, we were like, why didn't we think to do this? Yeah. Like yeah. it's making a list, right? <laughs> like it's so simple, but yet nobody thinks to do it. And instead there's chaos and people miscommunicating. So please, after this episode, come get into our, the group on Facebook which is our service swag group. It's a free group. And in there, we are doing a live once a week on the topics that we're talking about. We're giving you these pieces of information that are so valuable so you can download them and you can really start making some changes that will hopefully, you know, help your business grow, really start getting you where you want to be, having just seeing success and then having relationships that are that are meaningful and it just starts changing. Your whole life starts changing when you start doing things correctly. It does. It really does. It makes your life easier as well. That way you don't feel like you're always having to do everything and you can count on other people and everybody feels like they have a job role and they're responsible and you can start holding people accountable. And um, I think that's why we've become so addicted to, to building a team. Mm -hmm. So Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sticking with us guys today. We know this one was a little longer than others, but um, like we said, season two, it's going to get really good with some of these and we're going to keep sharing our team building activities so you can have the same success building your own team and growing your business uh, and and just, you know, have purpose and, and lead with a, a vision and a mission. So uh, we can't wait to... See you guys next time on the next episode.
for listening. Bye-bye. Ciao. Thank you so much for joining us today, collaborators. If you found value or got some piece of information out of this, make sure to find us at thecollablife.com. You can also join our Facebook group and our Facebook page at The Collab. On YouTube, you can find us at The Collab. On Instagram, you can find us at The Collab Life. We also do a Facebook Live every Tuesday at four o'clock where you can get some more valuable information in our group. We also release our brand new episodes every single Tuesday morning. And if you have any questions or there's anything that we can do for you, any value that you would like to add to our business, we'd love to hear from you. And you can email us at hello at thecollablife.com.